Folk to the Find the Path Adventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Now with escape rooms. <laughs> Special escape I mean, rooms. I like me some escape rooms, but I don't like it when there's just been a horrible tragedy and you can't focus on what actually you need to do in the uh, escape yeah, room. It's different when it's a, 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 hey, we're doing this as a team building activity. Let's go in and, and spend an hour doing this versus you're trapped in here. Everybody's dying above you. You need to get out of here as yeah, fast as possible. It's a slightly different situation. Yeah, we don't tend to watch like super sad movies and think about all the bad things going on in the world and then go try to do an escape room. I don't know about you, but that's my normal you know, that's approach prep, to escape actually. rooms is yeah. participate in tra- tra- really truly traumatic events that you barely <laughs> escape from and then do an escape room. I don't want to be there with you when we pregame the next escape room, Jess. I love yeah. you, but you know. Oh, okay, well, I just, I'll leave your invite out. Yeah, Jessica, I'm gonna I'm gonna decline that invite when you send it. I'm sorry. I just We'll just meet at the escape room and you'll be ready to go and Ross and I yeah. will, you know, have gone and had ice cream or something fun yeah, beforehand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I like mint chocolate chip. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> So by this account, the massacre that happened upstairs, the pregame is where we're at. Oh, God. God. (laughs) Anyway, let's not do that anymore. Yeah, let's let's steer away from that one. So I suppose you wonder how you've gotten here. I mean, we we were there. I think to myself, self, how did I get here? When when last we left our heroes, our, our noble scions, the party had been attending the Exaltation Gala at the Senate building. Subsequently, the uh, the vote for uh, primogeniture came up, and the uh, the vote was approved for the repeal of primogeniture to allow yeah, uh, women to be part mm-hmm. of the uh, yep. the line of secession. Mm-hmm. Succession, yeah, pretty pretty overwhelmingly positive too. I always want to say secession. It's, it's definitely right. not secession. Yes. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Part of us might want to secede at this point because holy crap. I mean, yeah. is there even a country anymore? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's up for debate. How does any of this work? Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, that is due to the fact that uh, during the exaltation of uh, Calbio of Breezy Creek, uh, the oh. emperor appears to have gone uh, completely yeah, lost mad. His, I think he went a little uh, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. He planned and it. It wasn't a snap. It was a planned event. Yeah, this was definitely premeditated. It, it was true. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a plan. Unfortunately, the uh, the emperor believing that this was the final straw. The uh, the only thing that bothers me is he has he has beef with Eutropia, but made Calbio pay for it. He made every, like children were well, in that audience. Again, you uh, he's definitely suffering from some sort of either mental disease or some sort of curse. Because holy crap, you d- you don't turn from what we knew to that. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say because isn't it like somewhat common for them to get paranoid and cr- uh, mostly the Stavian line? Yes. Hey, yeah. the crown being cursed is not a bad theory. Mm. I mean. Isn't the crown like some kind of like magic item? It's an that, artifact. Like, yeah, we yeah, know it's a like, magic thing. Yeah, it's a full-blown artifact that like it like can reject them, I think, or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, none of you know the details of the yeah. artifact. No, I mean, we have But no it could idea. be something like that where it's like you're not a good ruler. You get to be cursed with madness after 20 years or whatever. Yeah, let's make it maybe even a worse ruler. That sounds like a great plan. I mean, I don't know. It, it could be one of those unintended consequences. Who knows? Yeah. 
Either that or after uh, after years and years, the, the gene pool's getting a little shallow in the, That's also the noble true. circles of Taldor. I mean, and not yeah. everybody has the gene splicing that the Marisets have. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. didn't consult with the Marisets to get rid of all that. Oh, jeez. Yes, that's a, a sad aspect of your family. Uh, yeah, but yes, long story. The, the emperor eventually, however, uh, murdered Calbio, called for the death of the Senate, dispatched assassins to murder all of the senators and everyone else in attendance. Because uh, we're all one, traitors. Uh, blanket, I'm going to kill, especially because the entirety of the Senate was there for this vote, uh, which does not always happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so basically was like, I'm just going to wipe the board uh, and murder but like, everyone. You know, he's like, I could do this with like, you know, the military or something like that and instead he's like nope everybody must go well the military they might have said no but cell swords i'm pretty sure the military would have said no eh. the only military group that answers only directly to the crown are the olfen guard that's mm, it. and they okay. just stood around yeah they didn't well they did their job they, t- yeah. they attempted to protect the emperor even though it was kind of hard to do that when he's on a giant platform 20 feet above everyone else laughing maniacally yeah. as crossbow bolts are flying everywhere <laughs> He could appoint mm. new senators. That's his whole deal. But then he died. And so now everything's going to be. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. could have killed the entire Senate and then appointed an entire new Senate because he's the emperor, mm-hmm. which I guess was his plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when uh, all of you had moved to uh, help Utopia, who was down on the Senate floor, uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Gwen had been uh, shot by a crossbow bolt, which had activated uh, something. I believe your, your current sort of working theory safe. is a contingency spell on your Senate aid badges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a common thing for Senate age badges to have, apparently. Yes. For just such an occasion as this. So I kind of wonder if that is a common thing, how many other people also managed to get out? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe maybe a bunch. We don't know. Well, and it also seems like something happened with Martella's badge, too, because she said like her and Eutropia and like uh, Gwen's brother and some other people got out somehow, too. I, well, think I, think we'll find out. I think they just escaped the ro- fought out of the room. I don't. Yeah, oh, she yeah. said they were still well, up on the Senate floor. Yeah. So I mean, a it's possible that Martella just hasn't been injured, or b it's possible as uh, um, I guess we're getting into a little bit of a, a metagamey sort of thing here. Um, yeah. Any item that would have something akin to the equivalency of a contingency, usually that's something that's a one-off. You set up a contingency yeah. and then it happens and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible that other aid badges may already have the contingency effect expired. Oh, yeah. But however, yours were leftover aid badges from a family that has not functioned in the Senate for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fate was on your side, perhaps, um, as it whisked your uh, your first level uh, selves uh, away from a potentially murderous situation in a I'm room. I'm just where saying the under. fact that they needed these contingencies to be put in place probably means at some point there was a lot of brawling on the Senate floor. Of course attacks on the Senate, this is not the first time that this has ever happened. <laughs> it's definitely not common. It's like once every, you know, couple of hundred years or something like that, like Kadir and assassins burst into the Senate or technically speaking, senators are still subject to being murdered by Red Mantis assassins. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, because they're not, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, because they're appointed, not, uh, you know, rightfully. They're not the, they're not the rulers. Yeah, they're not yeah, the rulers. They're not yeah. the monarch. It's probably like, hey, let's, let's put con- contingencies just in case of assassins. But then again, you don't know whether or not people have been re-upping those contingencies considering uh, Taldor's infrastructure, uh, if you're counting that as infrastructure, uh, which we're counting everything as infrastructure. (laughs) Once again, it's all about infrastructure here in the War for the Crown. (laughs) But yeah, you had been deposited in an escape room, basically. Uh, Four rooms that were interconnected with no means by which to exit, at which point you had begun your uh, exploration. The only reason we're stuck is because we don't have a signet ring. It's one of those, if we were members of this house, we would... It would be easy peasy. So it's it's one of those. The only reason we're stuck is because we're not actual members of House Veritas. That is true. 
Voritas. So I suppose uh, to, I guess, get the audience back up to speed and even the players, you did spend some time getting acquainted with the area. Um, You basically explored each one of the rooms, uh, learning about uh, the unique features between a uh, a bedroom area, a bar, the noble bedroom, as opposed to the servant bedroom that you had arrived in, and a storage area. You had located uh, a number of basically magical equivalents of light switches. However, they were... um, cross-wired and so they were causing mm-hmm. lights to turn on on different rooms instead of the rooms that you're supposed to turn them on in. You had also uh, managed to locate a uh, note in the uh, senator's bedroom uh, which had led you to the headboard of uh, one of the beds in the servants area which had gotten given you the quote-unquote backup key. That has a crystal ball embedded in a cabinet. It did allow you to open a cabinet in the bar which had a crystal ball with a portion of it missing from mm-hmm. the top of it um, like a sliver cut out of it which you have no idea exactly what that is. You had then moved a number of boxes in the uh, storage area that had been obscuring a wall mural there, depicting Galatan Maramaxis deep underground battling the dwarves of the Five Kings Mountains, with a brass plate identifying the fresco as Noble uh, Galatan Maramaxis, hero of the Fourth Army of Exploration, even in deepest darkness, ever a champion in the Eye of Taldor. And we had taken that to mean that we needed to turn the lights off. I believe Verity had made the uh, the assumption that, or the uh, belief that I was extraordinarily important since it was not mm-hmm. plural. Yeah, I was. So that's a weird way to phrase that. Yeah, Taldaris definitely had two eyes, and and Taldor would typically, <laughs> yeah. Thus, if we if we're, we're talking about the human kingdom, would probably have two eyes if it was you know anthropomorphized. I mean, I- this is not this is not a Cyclops kingdom that was uh, destroyed following the events of Earthfall. That was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a long time yeah. ago. So Cyclops we turned off cool all the lights, and now Gwen has a candle yes. and noticed the phosphorescent glow on the mural. Yep, uh, and you had also found a uh, another another uh, mural covering one wall that had the uh, the Vortos uh, house emblem. Mm-hmm. The unicorn battling a Unorm, Lenorm crest. And a small circular depression in the eye, less than an inch across, would seem to have the uh, the same design in miniature which you believe was a place that someone could put a signet ring to do something. Which means this place was built by the Umbrella Corporation, so... It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks for bringing that up. I am getting strong uh, Resident Evil vibes from this whole thing. Absolutely. (laughs) Which also always makes me think, I read the novelization of uh, Resident Mm. Evil 1 when I was a kid, like when I was, I think, 13 years old. And in that, Jill goes into a room that has one of these really complicated puzzles where it's just like, you need the shield key and the sword key and all the rest of this stuff to uh, get behind this glass pane to get this other thing. And she just takes a look around at this entire thing, pulls out her gun, shoots out the glass and reaches (laughs) in and takes it. I was like, yes. Thank you for using (laughs) logic. Good job, Jill. Yep, you're almost a Gwen sandwich. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so which one of us, Cornelius or Oliver, would say that? I think, I think <laughs> Oliver <laughs> is the very burden of this group. That feels more Oliver than uh, Cornelius. <laughs> Sadly, you do not have close. a master of unlocking here, so. <laughs> anyway, all the Resident Evil jokes notwithstanding. Uh, so as, mm. as we begin, um, Verity, Cornelius, Felix, Oliver, you're in the uh, the the hallway that connects the bar area to the senator's room. Gwen has stepped off uh, holding just a single candle, uh, navigating in uh, the dim light uh, as each one of the rooms are in darkness. However, the hallways connecting them have a, uh, a dim green light that suffuses them. As uh, Gwen had entered into the bedroom, had turned to make her way down towards the, the storage room and had noticed that the fresco appeared to have been glowing with a soft green phosphorescence. 
the mural is glowing. Mm. Oh, interesting. So it was a clue. That's good. Would appear so. Probably some sort of hidden directions. And let's go see it first. Mm. But yeah, Gwyn will head down through the senator's room and the hallway with the portraits of the house members into the storage mm-hmm. room and see what this glowy thing on the mural says. Gwen, making your way over to the mural. Uh, it doesn't say anything. It's just that the entirety of the mural is glowing. Is more of it glowing? Is it glowing in a particular spot? Like no, it's, it's it... every single. Again, it's a it's a mural. So think in kind of the classical uh, Grecian or Italian <laughs> style, where it's individual <laughs> stones placed uh-huh. into a large mural. So it's a like a mosaic. So all of it, the whole thing is glowing. The entire thing is glowing. Well, that doesn't freaking help. Verity will join you in the room and uh, poke this war hero in the eyeball. Poking his closed eyes. No. Well, I've done everything I can do. I rely on your magical knowledge. What was knowledge. the exact wording of the plaque again? Hero of the Fourth Army of Exploration, even in the deepest of darkness, every champion of the Eye of Taldor. I'm going to head towards the bar because those were frescoes from an Army of Exploration, but Gwen couldn't figure out which one earlier. Maybe something mm-hmm. is going on in the bar on those murals as well. Look for the Fourth Army of Exploration. Uh, oh and we none of us had history to or missed nope. the check to be able to identify that, so that's going to be a challenge. Well, we'll figure it out. We can try each of them. It's got to be one of them. I guess a quick round table then. Uh, Verity, what are we up to? Um, Verity's going to keep an eye on this mural so I can tell you if anything changes. All right. Uh, Cornelius. Uh, I'm going to follow Gwen into the bar area and uh, start poking paintings, I guess. Okay. Gwen is uh, already in the bar area as well. What is Gwen doing? Uh, Well, I mean, trying to. are any of these murals glowing? Is there anything going on in here? Nothing seems to have changed. Okay. Uh, does Cornelius want to uh, cast another light spell, or are you wanting to light a candle? Or, Well, if nothing else is glowing, then I guess I'll cast a light spell um, so I can see what the actual pictures are uh, a little bit easier. All right. And Felix? Can I just take another close look at this mosaic to see if there's any, like, maybe there's a single piece that's not glowing. I don't know. You make me a perception roll, Oliver. Uh, I will head to the bar as well and see if I can't try to help figure out if there's something there. Okay. Are you inspecting the uh, the portraits, the tables? Are you going back to that cabinet? Yeah, there was that cabinet that we couldn't open, right? Or no, there was the cabinet. You, you that, opened it. Um, inside yeah. was the crystal ball attached to the wall. I would like to inspect that actually and see if something's changed there. Okay. Verity, you keep an eye on this, uh, this wall fresco. Felix, uh, what did you make for your perception roll? Oh, nope. I only rolled a three for an eight. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Continue the bad rolls. We're all tired. It's past midnight. Yeah. Cornelius so going are the, around. Are the ones in the bar actual frescoes or are they mosaics too? The ones in the bar are actual paintings. They're, okay. they're, yeah, they're paintings. paintings on the walls. Which okay. means you can take okay. them off the wall. Yeah, so I'm, lo- I'm looking for one of them that may have like a dwarf or something in the picture that would maybe say that it's from the correct Army of Exploration. There are actually uh, three of them in here that depict uh, Taldane knights fighting dwarves. Hmm. So I suppose, yeah, if they're paintings, then there's nothing to really, like, like you know, no eyes to poke or anything like that. I'll just try taking it off the wall, like, to see if there's, like, a, a alcove behind there. Something behind it, yeah. Yeah, you can take those all down. Actually, I'll, we'll, well, we'll get to that here in a second. Gwen. Gwen's going to do the same thing if none of them are glowing, just start taking them down. Are these, like, just canvases, but or are they they're framed? 
Yeah, they're, they're framed canvas portraits and landscapes, all seemingly of military scenes. Uh, is it one of those like so? I'm assu- the frame. I'm assuming is built around the canvas. Yes, it's got a it's a wire hung frame, so it's got a wire in the back and a single hook in the wall. Okay, but does it have that like you know somehow some old paintings have like the paper across the back so to protect like the canvas from being like yeah, punctured? Yeah, yeah, it'd be the, it'd be the exact same. Yeah, I'm gonna rip that out and see if there's anything in between the <laughs> canvas and the paper. You know, not damage the painting, but just rip that back paper. You know what Cornelius I mean? Cornelius gently yeah. taking all these pictures down. You know, historical <laughs> stuff. Gwen's over there just knife in the back of them, like opening it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. She's, I'm gonna try not to damage. In, secrets come out. Knife goes yeah. in. Secrets come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, exactly. not, I'm gonna try not to damage the canvas. Just rip yes. that paper layer off and see if you know. Yeah, that'd be a no, good place I, to hide a piece of yeah. a crystal or something. That's true. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and have uh, Cornelius and Gwen give me a, allow either a knowledge history or a intelligence roll. Uh, looks like it's going to be intelligence. I roll perfectly average, a 10 for a 14. Gwen rolls a 19 for a 23 on knowledge history hey. using her bardic knowledge. Nice. nice. Here we go. Nice. <laughs> Starting to turn around, we've got an average and an above average roll, so there we go. I know, right? <laughs> Stop jinxing us, quick. Knock on wood, everyone. We're breaking escape room protocol. They're usually like, don't take stuff off the walls. Don't, you know? <laughs> if it takes yeah, more yeah. than two fingers or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, if it takes yeah. more <laughs> effort than two fingers, then don't touch it. <laughs> Stop. But also you guys desperately need to get out of here, so take it for what you will. Can we ask Martella for a hint? How many, <laughs> how many hits do we get? Unfortunately, this is a one-way communication, so no. Yeah, we can't. We, there's no buzzer for us to be like, "Hey, we're stuck." Also, it'd be you really know? funny if somehow Martella knew something about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She seemed like, just "Oh yeah, surprised. I've been there before." She just has like crazy high knowledge, uh, knowledge, nobility, and knowledge history, and she's like, "Well, yes, I did hear about this escape room." I don't know yeah. why my brain just went down this rabbit hole, but I was like, if someone did a modern rendition of Sherlock Holmes, I imagine he would probably go to escape rooms a lot. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah, he would. And probably beat He'd them all within those... like 10 minutes. And he beats them all in 10 yeah. minutes. He's like, this was too easy. Mm. No, yep. he runs an escape room place. And oh, he has the hardest and nobody can ones. ever get out. Yeah. Somebody should write Ooh. this show or book or whatever. I would read it. That's true. <laughs> Oliver, you make your way over to the uh, the cabinet containing the crystal ball built into the back wall. Yeah, nothing seems to have changed. Uh, Quick question about this sliver. So you're going to get a lot of questions about minute details that may or may not be important, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to escape rooms where even the little details matter a whole lot. If it answers the question, it's uh, circular about one inch in diameter coming down to a point about the size of your index finger. So it's like a little cone got pulled out of... So it's, it's like, like an like inch the stone deep. from the old Mario movie. <laughs> um, it's one inch diameter and about three inches deep. Oh, three inches deep. Wow. Okay, never mind. Yeah. This was much larger than I thought. I was figuring maybe one of the mosaic stones was actually a piece of this, but that would be way too small. Probably way too small anyway. I mean, I can check, I guess. Uh, the entirety of this crystal ball is made of an oddly an oddly difficult to describe uh, shade of either blue or green. Hmm. So like a like my old car actually my first yeah, car yeah is I it ever like had. Rick's car in high school where we always had the argument <laughs> yeah. of whether it was more blue or green and then Rick's dad's like it's teal and it's like that yeah. doesn't help my father Rick's the dad. ultimate mediator <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, I guess I'll start heading over to the mosaic to see if I can find a similar color where Oliver okay. in real life I'm colorblind but Oliver isn't so <laughs> living out that fantasy life yeah Gwen does come to a realization as uh, she and Cornelius are taking all the portraits down. Oh, hey. Uh, Now that you've had your memory somewhat jogged. So all of these portraits are of notable figures from the Fourth Army of Exploration. 
Well, that doesn't narrow things down then, does it? No, but I would like to think we're on the right track. Well, if they all are, then find the difference between them. There might be something in one that's not in the others. Are any of them the same dude from the, what is it, Max, Mara Maxis? Are any of them him? Mara Maxis appears in four of these. Oh, so. Are any of them underground? Again, three of them depict them battling dwarves. So it looks like this is maybe a depiction possibly when Taldor has gone to war with the Five Kings Mountains. Uh, as a side note, fighting dwarves in their natural element is not Stupid. a good idea. It, yeah, that's, that's like uh, trying that's to invade yeah. Russia. Just don't do it. Don't invade Russia during the winter. Don't fight dwarves inside of their mines. <laughs> They're the exact size of the tunnel. One of the classic blunders. Uh, Gwen will start investigating the portraits with our uh, friend uh, Mara Maxis in them. Okay. Verity, what are you up to? Well, nothing seems to be happening in here. Felix already looked at all the little pebbles for anything that was off about them. I'm going to examine the little pebbles again. Okay. Cordelius. I am puzzled. I mean, that is the whole purpose of this. I know. Yeah, I am exactly. puzzled by this joke. Plucky painting. That is the joke. I like that if Cornelius says that, Gwen just looks at him and is just like, oh, Cornelius, I keep searching, you know? Uh, so the walls behind uh, all these paintings are like stone, right? The walls behind all these paintings are stone uh, covered with wallpaper. The oh, wallpaper okay. itself is aged and worn and peeling in the corners and separating. And of course, there's the anytime you take one of these down, there's a giant rectangle of a different shade of wallpaper now. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, you know, because I, I have no other better theories, I'm going to go try to like tap on all the uh, the spaces where the pictures were and just see if any of them like, you know, I don't know, open hollow. up or anything like that, sound hollow, mm. something like that. Okay. And Gwen is still searching those portraits. Yeah, but specifically the ones with our buddy from the mosaic. Okay. I guess we've already searched all the other rooms. I mean, you can technically do a second search of any of the rooms if you wanted to. Uh, as a reminder, there were the bookcases. You didn't go through all of those because that will probably take hours. Unless you knew what you were looking for. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go check the bookshelf for anything on the fourth yeah. army. I think that's okay. Or um, on uh, Galician Maramaxis as well. That could help. Yeah. Narrows it down, at least, which is always a good help for the, any librarian. Oliver, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go back to the mosaic as well and help Verity try to look at these pebbles because I have a suspicion. Maybe we can pry uh, the ones right. for his eyes off and there's different eyes underneath them. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. That would be kind of funny. That would be funny. I'm imagining uh, Felix is going to cast a light spell on herself because uh, yes. it's going to be hard to look otherwise. Okay. Yes, I have light. Uh, so I suppose starting, uh, Verity, why don't you go ahead and make me a uh, perception roll? Uh, okay. Oliver, um, go ahead and make me one also as the two of you are looking over the mosaic down there. Yes. All right, I'm garbage at this. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not very good either, I have a zero. but it's worth a shot. <laughs> I rolled a I four also for have a four. zero. Hey, I rolled better. a 17 for a 17. I like that we're just okay. oblivious oafs over here. <laughs> hey, 17 wasn't bad. Well, the 17 yeah. is good on the die, but we both have zero modifiers. Yeah, we both are not very perceptive. We'll search over here. Search. Yeah. So, <laughs> actually, we'll get back to this in a second. Uh-oh. Right. The uh, Cornelius, you circle around the room, uh, rapping, 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 rapping at the at chamber, door. chamber door. chamber chamber door, yes, exactly. <laughs> All the way around the room. Uh, unfortunately, an exit is to be found <laughs> nevermore uh, as you finish your circle around the, uh, the chamber, finding nothing behind the walls. Gwen, you look over these portraits, slice open the back. There is only one thing reoccurring in all four of these portraits that strikes you as odd. Mm -hmm. uh, many of these portraits seem to depict the uh, the battles between the 
again, the dwarves and the humans, the dwarves seemingly utilizing a rather skillful tactic in that many of them apparently are either casting spells or literally throwing, for lack of a better term, water mm -hmm. bombs, dousing any light that the attackers bring down into the darkness mm -hmm. and then utilizing their dark vision to massacre the Taldane troops. Yep. yep. Uh, as such, all four of these, they depict, uh, even when they depict an entire battle scene, uh, they often depict it in these almost shades of green, uh, as if from some sort of natural phosphorescence uh, mm -hmm. beneath the earth that reminds you a great deal of the mosaic. Uh, and again, in, in all four of these, uh, the hero general Maramaxis has his eyes closed as if he's not wanting to focus on that and instead is using his sense of hearing to be able to track the dwarf's movements. Oliver, you look over the mural here and discover something quite curious. Not what you were looking for. Okay. As unfortunately, none of the stones on here, um, none of the stones anywhere here are of the same material as the stone orb, the glass orb okay. inside Fair of the enough. cabinet. Twas the theory. Something does curiously happen when you're reaching over, you're dusting off one because it's just like, maybe this one, this one's kind of close to the color. You're dusting it off. It depresses about a quarter of an inch. Huh. Oh. When you retract your finger it pops back out. As you run your hand over this, the stones of this, there are numerous stones. Like, if you could even get Verity to help you while you're at it, that you're just like, there's dozens of these stones that push in and then pop back out again. Oh. Odd. Perhaps there's some sort of pattern to this that we don't know yet. No. Um, are they on anything important? I guess, uh, does there seem to be any rhyme or reason that we can easily tell? Or is it, like, just random stones, it seems? It seems to be utterly random. Okay. Still. Gwen maybe yells another... from the bar, try the green ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they green? <laughs> I guess, yeah, are all the stones green or are they random colors as well? Right now it's very hard to tell because everything's glowing mm. green. Oh, ah. However, elsewhere, Felix... <laughs> Uh, you make your way over to the bookcase. Again, the uh, the case here is actually divided into numerous sections, including one uh, entire bookcase. Uh, again, the centralmost one that is uh, dedicated to Taldane military history. Oh, there we go. As you walk over here, you look along this. Uh, there are num numerous books on various things on the uh, the history of Taldane's Taldor's military campaigns. Without even rolling, one thing does stand out to you. There are two copies of the history of the Fourth Army of Exploration. Hey! Hmm. I would like to pull those out. You can uh, easily retrieve both of them. You immediately notice that one of them is substantially lighter than the other. Oh. I would hmm. like to open them. The one on the, the as you set them both down on the, uh, the table nearby that Verity had retrieved that golden key from. Opening both of these, one of them is a complete copy of the history of the Fourth Army of Exploration. Hey. Uh, the other one is completely hollow. Nice. A small object, about three inches in length and one inch in <laughs> diameter. Oh, nice. Sits inside Excellent. of the hollow core of this book. Dang it. Uh, seemingly some sort of crystal shard. I believe I found something, she calls. Oh, good. Excellent. We found something, but it, well, I say we. Oliver found something, but uh, <laughs> we don't know what to do with it, so. You certainly helped, but. Um, well, does any of it seem as though it would fit in the uh, crystal ball? Yes. Uh. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> you didn't specify what it was. 
<laughs> I like that we're all just nobles screaming yelling. at each other from four different rooms. <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> Look, just Felix, get to the get to the crystal ball, and um, I guess try to insert that. We'll see if something changes on the mural. Ah, yes, good idea. It's very late in the evening. <laughs> Quite cranky. Does anyone have any water or any sort of tea? Does anyone here know how to boil water? I've had so much coffee and wine. Hey, we don't I can boil freeze water. water. What do you think we did when we squired? <laughs> Felix actually is a really good chef, so mm-hmm. oh, yes, okay. I know well, how to boil water. Good for you. Oh, yeah, I do have prestidigitation prepared, so I can slightly heat up water. <laughs> well, Felix rolling her eyes at the completely obvious suggestions from everyone else will go to the crystal Gwen ball. Gwen didn't say squat, okay? Gwen, <laughs> Gwen, Gwen did you Gwen, not. Gwen, Gwen was like, oh, she definitely found something for the crystal ball. Yes, I know exactly what she, went, she meant. Felix making your way in there, again, as Oliver and Verity are still kind of like confirming which one of these stones actually, you know, is there any rhyme or reason there does not appear to be? Yeah. Dropping the crystal into the uh, top of this crystal ball. The crystal orb lights up. It begins to glow with a soft green light. After a second inside of the ball, you see this haze of mist beginning to roll and roil uh, before it seems to condense almost into a line, uh, giving this orb an appearance somewhat akin to the eye of a snake. Hmm. As you lean down the smoke-like pupil dilates, revealing two figures, familiar figures of Oliver and Verity, uh, as seen from behind and slightly above them, (laughs) as this looks directly down at the mosaic, showing a vibrant uh, magical glow. Curiously, it seems to be around a number of different stones, Mm -hmm. seem to glow substantially brighter Uh, in the light that you can see through this, as if it's somehow amplifying the green light that the mural already glows with. Curiously enough, though, as you notice your companions pressing, every time that they press a stone that is not one of those stones, the stones that are glowing change to different stones. Oh, no. Stop Uh (laughs) pressing the stones. Uh, Why? What's happening? Yeah, I figure Felix calls out, like, every time you hit the wrong one, it changes. Well, what does wrong even mean? So, from the crystal ball, I can see all of you in the other room. Some of the stones are illuminated, but any time you hit one that isn't more illuminated, the illuminated ones change. Right. So I think this is the key to knowing which ones to press. And tell us which ones to press. Yeah, Gwen will move into the servant's bedroom and we can just, Felix can yell at Gwen and Gwen can relay to the others. Cornelius will just stand in the middle, I guess, kind of like in the (laughs) hallway to, you know, again, pass the message down. Yeah, so we do a little relay. All right. Fortunately, uh, at any given time, only six of the stones glow. Oh, good. Um, And so it is a a quick matter. And again, since uh, you have enough people that you can have... uh, Oliver and Verity standing in the room, uh, just kind of hovering their finger around until Felix says stop. Um, and again, since it is this uh, this beautiful depiction here, you can just kind of go like, it's the stone that makes up the, you know, the tip of the general sword, or mm-hmm. it's the stone that, uh, you know, the dwarf is standing on top of, etc., etc. It only takes you a short period of time. Yay. To quickly kind of coordinate, again, playing that daisy chain as Felix yells to Cornelius, uh, 
who yells down to Gwen, who yells down it's a little like game Crocodile of telephone. It's like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> scene and everything where they're in the subway and she's confessing her love and you have to like yell to the construction worker and then the, the guy in between. Yeah. Oh my God, it's my favorite scene in the movie. Exactly like that. Yet another 90s reference, I think, for that movie. <laughs> It's I think probably Crocodile 90s. Dundee's 80s, but it. I'm not sure. Is it? Yeah, I, was, I, I Hold didn't know on. if it was We got to double check that one because I Crocodile Dundee is. Oh, he's right. <laughs> 1986. It actually came out before huh? I was born. Shut wow. up. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a quick uh, little telephone game. Uh, eventually, uh, Oliver, you press the uh, depressing one of the stones on the right hand side of the, the large, uh, beautiful art piece. As you do so, Verity, next to this beautiful art piece. As Oliver presses this last stone in, there is a pop sound. No. Oh. As a panel, brilliantly put, like expertly crafted into the stone, pops open uh, six inches uh, from one side to the other. A six inch square of the wall pops open like a small hinged door. Hmm. All right. Is that the last one? Yes. All right. Yes. 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 Did yes. something yes. change yes. or? Like guys, the panel opened. Yeah, yeah. I was I was giving Verity a chance to to, to look notice. Inside, oh, so. never mind. What's in the panel? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, a panel. Um, I look in the panel or behind okay. the panel. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. all right. That popped out of nowhere. Yeah. No, sorry. I was so I'd never notice anything. <laughs> <laughs> What's Verity opening this? Uh, you see that there's Zero. a small cubby behind this panel. Ah. Glancing in there, there's a small bag. Delightful. I pick it's up this bag. It's a bag of signet rings. Please have a ring inside. <laughs> Picking up this bag, it is a it, uh, a simple velvet bag uh, that was probably once purple. Hmm. Time has not been kind to it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, opening it up, as I assume you are want to do. Definitely. Inside you find 20 cylinders. Hmm. Uh, each one of these cylinders are about two and a half inches in length, about a little less than an inch in total diameter. One end, it is blank. On the other one, it has the Veritas House emblem. Ah, fake signet rings. Delightful. I take one of them out. Oh. Uh, each one of these appear to be made of gold. Never Whoa, mind. Take them all. <laughs> How nice. Take them wow. All. It's not like the Veritas House is going to need them. I do take one of them out, though, and hand it to, um, I guess, Oliver, because you're the only one in here with me. I think we have our signet ring. So it would seem, and they spared no expense in making these. Ah, yes. Delightful. I love someone with class. We're going to take them for I the trouble. I don't see that anybody needs them at this point, so I don't see why not. Hmm. Uh, we found all the signets, it seems. There's about 20 cylinders or something in here. They're all made of gold. Please tell me silly. all the signets are the same, and we're not going to have to try 20 cylinders <laughs> to open this. Each thing. one is subtly different. Even, <laughs> even if we had to take tw do 20 of them, it wouldn't take that long. As far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. That's the last puzzle. It's that thing where you have like four <sighs> pictures. It's like, recognize the difference. <laughs> you just oh, put them in one at a time until the right one works. Anytime you poke the wrong one in, they all teleport back and the entire thing resets. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, at this point, we know what we're looking for, so it'll be That's easier, true. but still. <laughs> I suppose you all reconvene. Yeah? Yep. Yes, we do. It was well done, everyone. I think we found what we needed. And with not a moment to spare, let's get out of here and try to meet up with Martella. All right. Ah, very good. Yeah. Very good. All right, are we ready? I guess I'll stab this into this thing if we are. We'd best be. Ready as we'll ever be. Well, maybe be a little bit gingerly with it. We don't want to break the mechanism. She's not being I literal. I do not need advice on how to enter a signet ring, thank you. 
and I poke the unicorn in the eye. And it breaks, and then it turns out. There's a snapping sound, and we're all stuck here for all time. like jam it in there. No, I, I know. I just, it's funnier if it was like, and it immediately breaks. Verity, you take one of these emblems. You insert it into the, uh, the gap there. As you do so, for all the rest of you, there's a brilliant flash, and Verity is gone. Uh-oh. Along with oh. the thing that she was holding. Well... And all of them, because wasn't I holding all of them? Mm-hmm. I did give one to Oliver. Yeah. And she disappears well, and we're all just like, That's crap. a problem. Well, that's why there were 20 of them. <sighs> Oliver, I suppose uh, go fetch her and tell her to come back? Verity, you step free onto a platform at the bottom of a staircase that ascends upwards towards a door some maybe 20 or 30 feet up the stairs. Oh. Uh, behind you on the uh, the wall behind you is a mirror of the uh, mural that you had seen in the previous room. Can I poke it in the eye again and see if it lets me go back? Doing so, yeah, there's a brilliant flash as very oh, okay. reappears directly in front of all Quinn of you. Quinn does that start thing and then, like, you know, puts her hand on her chest. Ah, um, a single ticket per rider. And I <laughs> <laughs> no ticket. Thank goodness that you could come back or else we would be dead. That would be... <laughs> Well, I guess I'll it would have been them. hilarious because you would have gone out and we would all been like, well, she took the rest with them. Guess we're staying here. We have one. We draw lots. No wonder there were 20 of them in case 20 oh, people got so stuck. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I guess we each take one and teleport out of here. Yep. Everybody right. poke the unicorn. Uh, but yeah, one after the next after the next. Again, it is a staircase that ascends up to a door at the top of the stairs. Again, all of this is done in the traditional uh, Taldane architectural style. Uh, so think the, uh, if any of you have ever seen pictures of like the catacombs under the Colosseum or mm. uh, I know Jess and uh, Jordan actually went to Pompeii. Yep. yep. So again, very similar to the underground tunnels that you would see there. Very cool. A single hooded lantern hangs from a hook next to the uh, door at the top of the stairs, flickering with a blue light. Hmm. Well, it would appear they're at least kind enough to give us light here. Well, I imagine this is some sort of it's always on type of a light. Oh, well, of course. It's magical. It's like emergency lights. (laughs) Gwen uh, (laughs) takes a hold of that uh, rapier that we found, and I guess we'll, you know, see where this all goes. Might as well already pull out your weapons and get ready in case we get jumped. My whole dagger. Yeah, I'll switch back to my dagger, actually, because uh, it's a ranged weapon also. So It's true, yeah. I guess what is your marching order since it's the first time that's really become pertinent? It's Verity. Verity is the entire marching order. Yep, yeah, <laughs> no, I know I'm by first. herself charges. I mean, forth. if it's wide enough for more than, I guess, yeah, I'll be second. So then I guess I'll be next because spells and frontline. Uh, and then I suppose Felix I and Cornelius me. bringing up the rear. Yeah. Yep. Wizard in the back. As they are wont to be. So you make your way forward. I suppose Verity glances back. Uh, all of you pull your weapons, uncertain whether or not this door is going to deposit you like right into the line of an assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I sheen out my very nice yeah. katana. For all we know, we got teleported about 10 feet below the Senate floor, and it was like, well, here we are. Oh, can we listen? I mean, I'm probably not going to hear anything because I'm bad at this, but, you know, we hear fighting in the hall outside this or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can make a perception roll. I will, just, you know, to be safe. On the plus side, if it is actual fighting, it's pretty easy to hear. I get a five for a five. I never play characters with zero ranks in it, and it's wild. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> Looks clear. Yeah, okay. Or sounds clear at the very least. 
I'm going to open it. I'm going to crack it open if it lets me. Yeah, it, it does. It's not on like a spring loaded hinge or anything. Well, it's more like if it wasn't locked. Uh, trying the door, it is not locked. Uh, real quick, though, I was going to say, um, actually, if any of you wants to make me an appraise check, you may. Hey, that's I mean, me. I'll make it. Also, I'll I still appraise. have this gold key and we didn't use it for anything. It's true. It's red herring. Mm. All right. I got a uh, 15 mm. for a 23 appraise. I got a 14 for a 15 appraise. Quinn rolls an 8 for a 10 appraise. I'm not bothering. <laughs> well, I rolled, but I got a two for a seven, so obviously I know nothing. Cornelius. Unsurprisingly, because I think uh, Cornelius is the only one that's like invested in two appraise. I have one whole rank in it. I have a rank in it. I actually have a plus five. I just well, didn't I, I really have a bad. rank. It's a class skill, and it's also like a Mariset. Like, you know, they're good with money and gold and stuff, so... Um, so Cornelius, by the way, the uh, each one of these little signet things um, is actually worth uh, five gold pieces. Oh, wow, nice! And there's so, twenty of them, so that's uh, hundred gold, gold pieces. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm sure your characters right now aren't necessarily thinking about the gold value of the stuff that they're grabbing. No, we're but, uh, just like, in case I mean, somebody okay. whoever's tracking treasure for this adventure path wants to jot that down somewhere. Yep, I got it. And also, just to confirm real quick, uh, Oliver has a light spell on him. I'm assuming now. Um, Gwen, yes. are you wanting to recast your light? Yeah, since we're, yeah. We're all human, so the more light, the better, I feel. Yep, it's true. Felix still had hers on from yeah. the other room. And Cornelius did too. Yeah, I'm the only one that doesn't have any light. Um, which actually is does. my other question is, uh, again, the lantern off to the side is just on a hook. You could take that if you wanted a light Oh, great, then I'll well. grab that. Cool. All right. Um, if you want to write down, that, by the way, that that, is a, that lantern has a continual flame spell on it. Oh, wow. Oh. Nice. Yep. It's basically a lantern equivalent of a ever-burning torch. It just okay. looks like a lantern rather than a torch. Yep. Yeah. Which is good because I can drop it without catching something on fire. Yeah, so yep. Verity yes. ha now has a light source that is, you know, hers. Everyone in the party has a light source. Four of you just cast light spells yourself, and then Verity mm -hmm. picks up a lantern. Mm -hmm. So, Verity, you step forward, take down the lantern there. have to probably do a little bit of the uh, set down the lantern, turn the door handle, push it open a little bit, pick the lantern back up. Yep. <laughs> I need to hook this to my belt. Do I have anything to do that with? Probably not. Probably not. And again, in a, uh, a classic uh, horror movie style thing, you're just holding up the lantern as you're just slowly yep. pushing it into the uh, the room on the other side. The door opens up, revealing beyond it a hall. Hmm. Chiseled stone statues of Taldane Phalanx soldiers stand atop plinths in the outer corners of this hallway as you step out into the room beyond. Again, room's a bit of a misnomer since it is technically a hall. Hmm. Sturdy wooden doors line the walls off towards your uh, left and right, uh, as well as a door opposite whenever you've stepped out into the hallway. Your eye is immediately drawn to your left. It takes you a couple of seconds. There's the dust, dust motes float around you. The ceilings in here stretch up into uh, an arch overhead. Again, done in this classic style of every 10 feet, there is a support pillar along uh, half a pillar basically built into the walls in the traditional Taldane style. Uh, again, with these uh, the soldier depictions of these warriors across the surrounding walls. The floors here are so perfectly tiled that they are almost as smooth as glass. Wow. Off towards your left-hand side, the light plays across a body. Oh. Mm. Judging by the thick, coppery smell of blood, a recently slain figure, oh. a man in simple black noble's outfit. 
his chest ripped open, seemingly mm-hmm. by four long claws. Okay. As if it had torn oh straight through his clothing and cracked through his ribs to reach his heart. Whoa. Right. That Whomever is... it was, this apparently did not instantly kill him, judging <laughs> by the fact that he seems to have originally started as if he were close to the wall on the right-hand side as you turn to look down in that direction. And then judging by the drag marks, physically dragged himself over to the wall on the left before propping himself up enough that he had his shoulders and head propped against the wall and expiring. A longsword lays unused, judging by the fact that it's unbloodied, next to the dead man. Maybe those ghost stories were real. Ghosts have claws. I, I don't know. Is he dressed like the mercenaries were? No, he's dressed in a fine yeah, noble's outfit. Yeah, he seemed outfit. like a nobleman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we should figure out who this is. Are all of you making your way over? Uh, Verity's going to at least check the corner. So the corner closest to where the body is? Yeah, to yeah. make sure there's nothing right around the corner. Okay. I will step gingerly over the blood trail. Very well. Cornelius. Cornelius is going to detect magic uh, and <laughs> see if uh, anything on him is magical and... If there's some sort of magical, horrible Stay thing away attack. from both corners. <laughs> he just stays where he is. Basically, like, nope. he stays where he is because I can hit both both sides within 60 feet. <laughs> okay. Felix? Um, Felix is probably also going to go look at the body. Uh, you're probably the only person he'll with, here with Hill also. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I will probably go on the other side from where Gwen is so I can also, like, be between, like, behind Verity. Okay. In case, Gingerly you know, stepping something over does the body. come around the corner, Verity's not by herself. Hmm. Oliver. I would like to go on ahead and stand uh, near the body as well uh, next to Verity, so that way we form somewhat of a wall um, by the by the corner of the hallway. Okay. So if there is something around the corner, it would have to get through both of us, basically. Very well. Cornelius is like, oh, I shouldn't have stayed where I was. <laughs> yes, as Cornelius is immediately <laughs> aware of me. the fact that he thought Oliver was going to go to the other corner, and he didn't, and he's all alone. I'm, I'm sorry, fair, I didn't dash. This is, this is classic first-level, first-adventures, you know, shenanigans right here. Gwen is 15 feet from you. You're less, <laughs> you're like, might as well be 15 miles. <laughs> you're fine. For all the good it will do. <laughs> I mean, Gwen's going to check his hands first, uh, signet ring. So, well, making your way over. Things might occur. Oh, Lord. Verity, you step forward um, over the, uh, the trail of blood. Um, again, considering how smooth the floor is in here, stepping in blood is probably not going to be the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. Stepping over, you can see, again, uh, when you'd exited out, there had been a door opposite of you. There are also two other doors on the same wall as the one that you'd stepped out from. Um, So three doors at that point you haven't gone through. There's a fourth door um, near where this body is. There's one right next to it, and then a fourth door just at the corner as it turns around the corner. As you step up here, you can see that the hallway continues for a distance of some 30 feet or so uh, before Mm -hmm. it seems to reach another corner. Uh, and there's another door up ahead that you can see on your left. So bringing the total number of unexplored doors up to five so far. Mm. As you keep Jeez. your you know weapon in hand, keep your lantern raised up, it's flickering blue light, providing uh, some dim illumination towards the outer edge of your vision. Cornelius turning and glancing over the, uh, the body, uh, whispering off a spell and focusing. You can detect that there is the presence of a magic item 
Uh, although, again, you're also catching all of your companions in this, so you can't be certain yet whether or not it's one of them. You'll need to focus for another two rounds. Sure, sure. Oliver, you slip forward. Probably not to Verity uh, as you reach the corner. Mm. Checking around the corner real quick. Especially because of Verity's position since she's watching the corner or watching down the hallway, your eyes are almost more trained on the uh, the door that's five feet away from Verity and the door that is right next to Felix, right next to this yeah. body, uh, as you try to keep an eye on both of them. Uh, probably glancing back down towards the uh, the blood splatter and believing that the attack happened almost right where you're standing. This poor man. Gwen, Felix, uh, glancing over the body. Uh, Felix, you can go ahead and make me a heal check. Gwen glancing him over. Uh, first off, the long sword that he was carrying is of exquisite make. One might even say a masterwork, if you will. Oh, nice. Mm. Otherwise, the man is unarmored. A curious thing does jump to your attention, which is the fact that the man is carrying this long sword, but there's no scabbard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Looking him over, he appears to be a nobleman, probably in his, uh, you'd say, mid-60s. His hair is well-trimmed, has gone to a snowy white. Uh, He wears a beard, which is, of course, very fashionable, especially with the older nobility, back before the the law that forbade commoners from uh, growing beards, which used to be a thing, was repealed. Until pretty recently, actually, yeah. That was actually very recently. Um, to the point that commoners are still referred to as the unbearded by many of the uh, older nobility. Mm-hmm. His clothing is fine, and uh, reaching down, you can see that he wears uh, three rings, including a wedding ring, a, uh, a fine-looking ring with a blue uh, sapphire, and then a signet ring, which you can kind of pick up and begin looking over. Uh, Felix, what did you make on your hill check? World an eight for a twelve. This guy still- dead. Yeah, I was going to say, my, <laughs> my dice aren't on my side just yet. Uh, and Gwen, uh, go ahead and roll me a knowledge nobility. <laughs> a four for an 11. We're going to test the limits of how you can roll the lowest dice ever and still live through an AP. Yeah. <laughs> it seems that way. Welcome to me and Jordan's world. <laughs> yeah, really both of our worlds. That's why, why neither Ross or I are bothered by this. We're used to it. <laughs> the signet ring appears to be the uh, a crest of two roosters. Oh. Basically, tell to tell, facing in either direction. Anyone know a family with two roosters as their signet? Can we make Real quick before we get to that. Yeah. Felix, first off, the man is dead. (laughs) However, as you check to make sure you you place a hand on him, he is literally still warm. Oh. So recently dead. Please, everyone, be on alert. This man's only been dead for a few minutes. Oh, no. All right, fine. Speaking of alert, oh, go ahead and give me a perception roll from the party. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I really want to have an okay perception roll. Why do I feel like Cornelius is in danger? Oh, a big six for a six. I roll a 16 for a 17. Gwen rolls a 17 for a 21. Uh, Felix got a 15 for a 20. And Oliver got a 10 for a 10. High five. Woo. I like that we're standing guard, but we are the worst to do this job. (laughs) It just means they attack us first, okay? I mean, that's fine. That's fine. That's what we want. (laughs) That is what we want. Eat me. Felix, you inform the group of this. Uh, Verity, Oliver, you both begin looking down the hall to try to see, you know, is it going to be coming from that way? Cornelius probably very nervous, considering that, like, your back's exposed to the hallway behind you except for you're using a 60-foot cone that requires concentration. 
So you actually can't look behind you because you're having to look at this body to concentrate on the spell. Didn't think it through. It's possibly because you're looking forward. And uh, Gwen and Felix turning to uh, to look over at Oliver um, as he's stating this, that you see behind Oliver. Oh, no. <laughs> the wall bulges for, the, oh, for a moment. Oh, God. As if, almost as if a hand pressed against a curtain. Ghost stories being real. out. As you look over, you can see the, the wall, the torso of a humanoid figure with jagged claws extending outwards from this wall. It's featured patterned with the texture of the stone around it as if it is literally what? made yeah. from the rock as it pushes its way forward. It's features akin to what you can only describe as an emaciated figure that reminds some of those of you with a little bit more worldly experience of uh, an embalmed mummified body from the desert kingdoms of the South. What is happening? As it reaches out through the wall and I will need initiative from the party. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit of combat, shall we? Good this time. Wow, we're real ready. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm ready, finally. I guess oh, Mary's just, waiting for action. That's just you in general, Ross. Like, your initiatives always are really low for some reason. It always tends to, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just surprised by everything. Everything just gets me. All right, so let's do a quick round table. Jessica. Barry rolls a 17 for a 20 <laughs> initiative. All right. Jordan? Uh, Cornelius rolls a 19 for a 21. Nice. Heather? Gwen apparently can roll initiative because I roll a flippin' <laughs> perfect 20 nice. for a 21. She's been waiting very impatiently for combat to begin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rachel? I roll a 15 uh, for a 17. Okay. Ross? Do I have to say after following all those rules? Yes, you do. Uh, I'm afraid <laughs> to Unfortunately, that is the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, I rolled a natural one oh. uh, for a three. <laughs> all right, uh, here classic we go. Ross. Uh, Oliver, the one in the most danger is also the least prepared. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so we're going to go and begin combat here. Our first real combat. Again, you guys got into an initiative in combat and all the rest of that previously. Gwen got shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, uh, this is a five-on-one fight, so a little bit different. Very A little different, different yeah. Uh, this is a surprise attack round, as unfortunately Verity and Oliver were too distracted looking down the hallway to pay attention to something literally coming out of a wall. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, it's a surprise attack round. Who would have guessed? Gwen, Felix, and Cornelius will be acting. Uh, so, speaking of, Cornelius, you have first initiative. Okay, so first off, I want to know what this is. You may make me a knowledge religion. Religion, you say? I have that. I just hope it's not incorporeal. There's no way they'd be having us fight an incorporeal creature at first level. First weapons. Hey, there's that one adventure that has a ghost in it or whatever at the first level that is terrible. Uh, okay, I roll a nine for a seventeen knowledge religion. So it's not going to make much of a difference here, but I do want to, I did want to apologize there. Uh, technically, because uh, all of you were forewarned about uh, servants being literally buried into the walls of this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually granted a plus two bonus on uh, your perception check to notice, but it does not actually change the results. <laughs> I doubt it. Helps yeah. Nine, six. <laughs> yeah, it also enough. grants a plus two bonus on uh, initiative checks, uh, but that also mm. does not change your results. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. I oh, still rolled a nat one, so. Bom, bom. Cornelius, you do know what this is. This is a creature known as a Walkophytus. Walkophytus. Walkophytes. Can you put that in the chat, please? I'm going to go with maybe Walkophytes. 
It literally sounds like wall confined, like confined. Or wolf, wall coffin. Wall coffin days. Let's go with wall coffin days. They are similar to a different type of undead monstrosity known as the immured. Wakafendes are pitiful and dead creatures that manifest when a living being is sealed within a structure and perishes there. Quote, unquote, they buried were buried alive. alive. So they weren't kidding when they said the servants were buried in the walls here. And yeah, alive. they just neglected the fact that they were still alive when well, they, they were buried in there. These unquiet dead often rise after having been intentionally walled into a structure. Wow. Yeah, a little wow. Uh, Very cask of Amontillado. Yeah. Mm. This process is uh, what many have attributed to the uh, its name to, uh, with some treaties on undead referring to them as wall confined. While both uh, wall confides uh, and a mirrored uh, form from humanoids who are either sealed within a wall or victims of a collapse, uh, their divergent abilities have led scholars of the undead to posit why the differences manifest as they have. Uh, it's very interesting. You read an entire book on this once. <laughs> I like that you maybe mentioned. Because oh, this was, I remember this book. It was really interesting. Shut up. No, he's definitely not mentioning it like that. He's definitely like, oh, God, I know what that is. It's a walk of fun. And just starts blasting off everything he knows about them. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Oliver and I are like, what? (laughs) Cornelius just verbally spews information when he's scared, apparently. (laughs) Part of my medical training, I have to say everything really fast and never to spell cast. Oh, God. Also, I ate an extra cookie when I was five, and I feel bad about it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, the creatures uh, literally become one with the structure in which they are buried. Wow. That's messed up. Yeah. Fortunately, you may ask two questions pertaining towards the wall confide. Oh, my gosh. Um, Special defenses, I guess. Maybe it's a wall confide. Wall confide? Maybe. I don't know. It's a really weird... This is difficult to pronounce, Paizo. It's almost a portmanteau, but it's not quite... <laughs> yeah. First off, uh, it is an undead creature. As such, they are immune to death effects, disease, mind-affecting effects, charms, compulsions, moral effects, phantasms, and patterns, paralysis, poison, sleep, and stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save unless the effect also works on objects. Rick still has that memorized yep. from mm. uh, Mummy's Not subject mask. to ability drain, energy drain, or non-lethal damage, immune to damage and penalties to the physical ability scores, etc., etc. In addition to uh, all of that, you are aware of an interesting aspect of them where it seems like they can bond with the wall. While it takes on the texture of the structure it possesses and appears to be made of the stone from which it comes from or wood or whatever substance it is, it does not actually give it any additional protection. Okay. Mm. So for instance, despite the fact that it looks like stone, it is not made of stone. Okay. Okay. Mm. And it is not incorporeal. Uh, yes, you're aware that they are not incorporeal or anything okay, like that. That they are, a, they are a physical form of undead. So they can basically like kind of pass through the stone uh, they can basically melt with stone in a re- okay. weird sort of way. Uh, you can ask, of course, specifically pertaining towards that ability if you wish. We'll go with special attacks because it seems like it really wrecked the, How's it the body that we found. It really only has one special attack, which is uh, while it is melded with the wall, uh, basically, because again, its physical body is actually somewhere inside of that wall. Uh, it is just emerging out in a physical manifestation of it. While it is doing so, it actually gains a reach of 10 feet. Oh. Uh. What? Wow. That is its only special quality. Wow. Or that's special crazy. attack. Is that it can attack things from a good distance away. And it can okay. lunge out of the wall like it's in a horror movie and yep. you know fair, fair exactly like mm-hmm. that. Um and in addition it does that weird uh I I keep I can visualize it. Um some I think it was a nineties horror movie or something like that. Actually was it was it the one that had the static monster? 
There was like a, no it, it was a bad CGI that looked like a guy made of static or whatever that like claws came out of TVs and stuff to attack people. It mm. does that. Wasn't that mm. an X Files mm. episode? I think there was an X Files episode, but I think that there was an entire. Actually, I think it was called White Noise. Anyway. Oh, I remember White Noise. Yeah. Yeah, okay. with Michael Keaton. Maybe. Anyway, so yes, you are aware that it has a 10-foot reach, um, and you are also aware that it has all the standard undead immunities, but it is not, notably, incorporeal. Good. Okay, and it can be attacked from its emergence point. Like, you know, we're... Technically, I'd be, like, you know, throwing a dart into the stone where it is, but, like, it's emerging from, but that would... It'd still be it that I'm hitting. Correct. Okay. Uh, Cornelius goes motor, motor mouth and just blasts all of that off in the span of six seconds. What, what are you even talking uh, about? I will point out, just because you are generally aware of it, it is half emerged from the wall. Ergo, uh, akin to the way that incorporeal creature works, it does have cover. Okay. Mm. So Cornelius blasts all that off, basically going, oh my gosh, and picks up a dart, takes a five foot step and just throws it at the uh, creature, <laughs> which is dart. exactly 20 feet away in the first range increment, just, ah! Uh, yeah, I just picture Cornelius ratting all this stuff and then just panic throwing this dart, like not yeah. even just like flailing. Mm. Like, yeah, basically yeah. like near Oliver. <laughs> Whoa. Right, um, so oh you're using my. a dart. It is a simple weapon. Um, it does have a range of 20 feet. However, if you're just taking a five foot step, uh, your target is 25 feet away. Oh, that's right, because it's technically in the wall. Uh, so sure, you I'll can... take the penalty on top of everything else. Why not? Okay, so is it flat footed? I don't know. Uh, he has not gone, however, so he is flat footed. Here oh, we go. Hey, it's a good roll. Uh, yeah, so bad. I roll a 15 for an 11. <laughs> uh, casters. An 11 will sadly, um, it strikes the wall next to it. And I didn't hit Oliver. So close. That. You didn't hit Oliver either as uh, as it clanks off. That's probably the first time Oliver becomes aware as he turns back around. And like, You're oh, just God. yelling and throwing things? What the? Ah. I, I have made people aware with the, with the sound of the dart going <laughs> Have you I can pick that mind. up later, maybe. Why were you trying to? Oh, whoa! <laughs> As Vanity turns over, it's like, oh my! You clearly didn't hear the part where I was talking about the Confidius, and how we have we have to attack the wall right now. It's there. <laughs> it turns out it's literally manifesting from where the blood trail begins. Hmm. That brings yep. us to Gwen. Gwen's gonna, on the off chance, see if uh, maybe she might know a little bit about these things. Yeah, you may roll. She rolls a 19 for a 23 on her knowledge religion. You do. Uh, you know everything that Cornelius knew. Uh, you read the same treaties once. Uh, you, you've had a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. You actually know one more thing pertaining towards it, so you may ask an additional question. Yeah. So special defenses, you did special attacks. Probably that qualities. Yeah, they do. have any interesting special qualities that we should know about? Uh, they do have two special qualities. Uh, first mm -hmm. off is they have an ability called isolation, Isolated Restoration. A uh, wall confidee in a sealed chamber uh, uh -huh. regains one hit point per hour. Okay. The chamber okay. is fully enclosed uh, with no intentional methods of exit. It instead gains three hit points every hour. Hmm. So like if it's hanging out in the space it wasn't tuned in. Correct. It, yeah. it regenerates basically. Okay. 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 I mean, very slowly, but yes. It has ability referred to as structural possession. Uh -huh. As a four-end action, a wall confidee adjacent to a wall in a sealed chamber can merge part of itself with that wall. For as long as it maintains physical contact with a portion of the wall, the wall confidee can manifest through any part of that wall within 100 feet, including oh, the wow. opposite side of the wall. Oh, my. It has to be the same continuous wall, though. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, like, if you guys were, you know, where Felix and Gwen are right now, you'd realize that it literally can't reach you. 
You're yeah. more than 10 feet okay. out of its reach, and it can't manifest on the wall on this side unless mm-hmm. that wall connects with this wall somewhere further on. Okay. The uh, Awoken Fides manifestation occupies the same space as a five-foot-long portion of the wall, appearing as if the torso were emerging from the wall. It cannot manifest from broken areas of a wall, nor can this manifestation separate from the wall at any time. The Awoken Fide can perceive creatures with all of its senses through this manifestation, and the manifestation may make claw attacks against creatures within 10 feet of the portion of the wall. That's why the guy crawled across the floor. It's because it can't reach him over here. He was trying to get away from it, yeah. Yeah, okay. It can as a move action that provokes attacks of opportunity. Uh, The manifestation can reposition itself along the wall at a maximum speed of 15 feet per round. Okay. Uh, the manifestation, so for instance, it could choose to move down the wall and attack Cornelius because mm-hmm. it could move 15 feet along the wall. The manifestation can be attacked as though, though such attacks target the Walcom Fighty, but it gains plus two cover bonus. While using this ability, the Walcom Fighty's actual body is helpless mm. inside of whatever cubby it's in. So if we found mm-hmm. what cubby it was, we could technically destroy the body, which would destroy it. Feasibly. And to uh, retreat back inside or retreat basically back to its body, it is a four-round action that also provokes attack of opportunities from creatures threatening either the manifestation or the Walcom Fighty itself. Um, mm-hmm. If the Walcom Fighty using this ability is moved 10 or more feet away from the wall that it has merged with, if you find its actual body, it takes damage and its manifestation is immediately disappears. If the Walcom Fighty is killed, its manifest manifested body is immediately reabsorbed into the possessing wall. Well, I doubt okay. we're going to find its body. Yeah, yeah that's... Gwen yeah. would yell that it can move along the wall yeah. and then she'll start to sing. Okay. From Gwen, we go to, uh, Verity is surprised, Felix. I am. I would like to channel, because <laughs> they've nice. just said it's undead. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing stopping so, you. So, yeah, I'd like to channel. Alright, um, so I believe Doesn't it's going to need to make me a will save. Uh, does yeah the cover cover does nothing to protect that, uh, so I'll go ahead and bounce a will save here, and it does not have channel resistance that would have been covered by Cornelius's uh, knowledge of its defenses. So let me go ahead and bounce a. Let's say my will save isn't Ooh. great, but probably doesn't matter. That is uh, will a six will a six make that <laughs> save? A, a, a six will not uh, will not save. At least the bad luck seems to be uh, yep. hitting both sides of the yes. of the conflict here. Three points of of divine healy damage. Very well. <laughs> Takes three points of damage as uh, this channel blast of energy rolls over it. The creature recoils back as, uh, you know, again, Felix, you're looking over this body. This thing pops out. You just grab this key um, around your neck and present your holy symbol as this blast of energy rolls off. Taking us from there to the creature. Uh-oh. Yep. Yeah, uh, we got uh, we got Oliver right there. Yeah, yep. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> I so, poked the literal hornet's nest. Well, no, the figurative hornet's nest. You didn't even poke it. You just walked by. That, so the claws streak out from the... poke for this thing, I think. Mm, that's probably going to do it. Claws streak out from the walls. Uh, again, this thing manifests. Uh, Cornelius throws the thing at it. Gwen starts singing. Oliver's like, what's going on? Turns around and sees this thing. Mm-hmm. As it reaches out, Felix blasts it with positive energy. It recoils before it lashes out with a claw. I'm pretty sure a 23 will hit Oliver. Oh yeah, my. it doesn't even matter Goodness. that I'm flat-footed. <laughs> yeah, that's real close Makes to a no critical right there. <laughs> Yikes. Rakes across uh, Oliver's side, striking him for four points of damage. Oh, all right. Yep. As it digs into Oliver, the creature Ow. looms out, seemingly grabbing at you, pulling at you, uh, and what desperations you can't quite be certain, but there is a certain, there's almost a pitiableness to this thing, uh, especially knowing how these things are made. 
yeah, that 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 hurt. <laughs> well, especially Ow. considering one of the manifested parts of it is usually the, uh, you know, the fingernails and the the hands on these things mm. are already shredded even as they manifest, uh, mm-hmm. in a way that probably brings to mind how these living people probably try to fight or claw their way through the walls to escape. Uh, once they yep. reach that level of desperation, Oliver unfortunately is surprised and injured. Uh, bringing yep. us to yep. the actual round one of combat, Cornelius. Hooray! Uh, Cornelius, now that his hand is free from the dart, because uh, the other the other hands are holding the other 11 darts that he has, because <laughs> he has Jeez. no pockets big enough for these. So he'll uh, he'll reach a hand out, call upon his innate arcane reservoir, and uh, cast Force Strike as his hands just kind of contort into the forms to hmm. blast off this magic. All right. I like uh, it. So that is uh, as if casting magic missile with a range of 30 feet. Uh, so that's a D4 plus one point per Arcanist level. Crazy Arcanist powers. Uh, dealing three points of force damage to the creature. Well, a uh, nice. magic missile bursts from your fingertips, uh, slices across the distance, slams into the target. And then I will move 10 feet, uh, slam my back against the wall with Gwen. Next to Gwen. <laughs> uh, out of range of this creature, hopefully cross fingers. Yeah, that brings us to uh, Gwen, as you, uh, guess, mark off another round of Rage Song. She'll take a five-foot step forward, and then she'll move all the way forward. Okay, so we'll take an attack of opportunity as you close on it. Claws out. Ooh, that's that might be a hit. That is a 14. That'll hit me on the nose because I'm raging song, so my AC is one. You're so angry. You just power through as the claw uh, streaks out at you, slices into you, cuts Gwen four... Uh, three points of damage as the claw rakes across, uh, hitting that same shoulder that Felix patched up a couple minutes ago. Ow. By that, I mean like an hour ago. All right, so I roll a nine, which will get me a 13 to hit. A nine for a 13. Unfortunately, not with the cover. Uh, glances okay. off the wall as you stab out at this thing. Uh, thrown off a little bit by getting clawed and raked as you close on it. Bring us to Verity. All right, Verity's going to drop this lantern free action, drop okay. this lantern. I am not going to have enough actions to take a two-handed grip, so I'm just going to move directly in front of this thing. Right. It and will use its combat reflexes to take an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Mm. I'm not raging. I, I decide to keep my AC. Ooh, that one might miss, though. Uh, that is a nine. That definitely misses, 100%. All right. <laughs> I dodge out of the way of those claws, and then I grip my teeth and swing my very nice ceremonial katana at this wall. Fortunately, its claw was stuck in Gwen, so you had a chance to close. Um, I roll a 14 for an 18 to hit the creature. An 18 will strike your target as you bring your blade around. All right, that's going to be eight points of damage as I cut into it. Cleaving deep into your foe. Wow, yeah. He's still going, though. Oh, my. As the creature recoils from the hit. Uh, again, it's interesting because you slice into it, and it, it has a... It has the appearance of stone, but you can only describe it as it has the impact sensation of cutting into a hollow leather bag. Oh, weird. Taking us over to Felix. How how far bad are y'all? Do I, would that I'm be better? I'm at like half hit points. I'm down by a third, so. <laughs> yeah, I'll channel to heal then. Okay. Oh, uh, nice. So you guys get uh, max Ooh. back, so six, six, six hey. hit points each. Yep, so Thank Felix, you. you present your holy symbol again. This, uh, this energy rolls over. Um, I believe that brings uh, Oliver and Gwen both back up to full hit points. Yes, it does. Yep. This is why it's always good to travel with a cleric. True. Totally. I feel like suddenly I have the urge to build more infrastructure. Yes, <laughs> yes welcome. <laughs> welcome to 
Welcome to the club. I, I feel like I should open a bank account and start saving for retirement. We truly need to start a club. We've got a 401k. Club. What are my options? So from Felix, we go to the creature. <laughs> Hooray! He's got a smorgasbord available to him. Uh, Verity actually seems to be hard to hit. The thing still does have human level intelligence. It and she dodged out of the way. Yeah, seriously? Yikes. Oliver is still flat footed. <laughs> well, I mean, I was hoping you wouldn't point that out. How dare he know this? For sure, human level intelligence undead. That's because, like, Gwen seems to have thrown caution to the wind, is charging in fury and rage at this thing. You know, he's going to focus his fire on Oliver. Yeah, that's oh, fair. No. I mean, I am just standing here like a goober. Like, I haven't done anything so yeah. far this fight. That's true. <laughs> now he can full out attack. Oh, the worst good. part is you've already been attacked and you're still not reacting. Yeah, I know. The second attack. I was I didn't see the first one coming, but I definitely didn't see attack two or three coming. <laughs> <laughs> or either of those. <laughs> you might have seen attack two coming because I don't think a 10 will hit you even flat footed. No, it won't actually. My armor protects me for once. <laughs> yeah. Still has that claw in Gwen and is trying to like, you know, move back. And it's Gwen's on. like grabbed, grabbed onto his arm and starts stabbing at him badly. <laughs> However, its follow-up attack is a 15. Uh, 15 would hit me even flat-footed. My Ouch. armor class isn't super great. Ouch. Yeah, so unfortunately, these claws dig into you, striking you for four points of damage um, <laughs> and doing uh, some of the hit points that you just got back from Felix. But uh, as it I'm rips back into at you, the point I was at before Felix hit, healed me. <laughs> I mean, you're in a much better situation than you'd be if Felix hadn't healed you. <laughs> it's true. true. That is very true. It is just one of those funny things about low-level combat. Yeah. Taking us from the uh, the wall confide to Oliver. All right. Fine. Just not the day. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just stab it with the dagger for now. So let's go on ahead and Very well. attack. Flip around the, uh, the dagger, the judge's <sighs> dagger. I roll a two. Oh, no. This is not my fight. Uh, I rolled a two for a six. That is not going to hit. Uh, sadly, no. Um, again, you you were clawed in the back and then had this thing lunge back out at you and then claw you like you were clawed in the back. Went, oh, God, that hurts. Oh, wow. I feel better. Now. Oh, God, that hurts. Uh, as <laughs> the thing happening? starts clawing into you again as you're in the uh, the roller coaster Ugh. of hit points right now. Yeah, I'm going to take a five foot step back as well. It's like, okay. do you want to take a breather? <laughs> I mean, this creature can still hit me from there, but still. You may be less yeah. At least now you're like within touch of Felix, so Felix can... Mm -hmm. That's true. Taking us from Oliver to round two. Cornelius. Uh, all right. Well, uh, second verse, same as the first. I'm going to hit it with a four strike again. All right. Because guaranteed damage. This extends sure. a hand. Another purple shard bursts from your fingertips. For two whole points of damage. Chip, chip, chipping away as you slice another one into it. Hey, the creature... You know, that's something. Again, guaranteed damage, you know. It's, yeah, it's looking rough. Like a very badly torn up sack. Oh. That, that's, that's imprinted just... with like a stone pattern on the yeah. outside. Uh, taking us from there to Gwen. Gwen continues to sing. All right. I roll a 17 for a 20 to hit this thing. A 20 will strike your target. Uh, I do four points of damage. So as the creature like again is lashing out, uh, attempting to follow Oliver as it leans out, Gwen, you ram your blade through the side of this thing. It seems to almost deflate uh, as it forms back into the wall, compresses against the wall, and then dissipates to nothingness. Jeez. Oh, Technically, right. we haven't destroyed it, but it's going to take it a while to get back on its feet. Well, I'm not going to uh, try to hunt it down into the wall, so. Well, it could be within that room over there. Hopefully, by the time it uh, 
wakes up again, we'll be well out of here. I hope so. Well, is everyone all right? Yeah. I mean, yep. I'm fine. Uh, Oliver doesn't look great. We've had better days, for sure. Ow. <clears throat> I figure I'll right. heal you up. Uh, Verity's going to pull off her, like, jabot and use it to tie that lantern to her uh, belt, because I'm not... I want it two-handed next time. For the sake of the audience, what's a jabot? It's like a fancy, frilly cravat thing around the neck. I was going to say, I've, I've got uh, <laughs> one spell left, or I've got three channels. Um, you know, I'd say actually save it for now. Okay, I mean, I could just do like a heal check on you. Uh, to treat wounds, it is a DC 20. Mm. But you can try it. And you it. have to have a healer's kit. Do you have yeah, a healer's kit? I don't have kit? one on me right now. I, I wouldn't have brought it to the Senate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Technically speaking, if you are treating deadly wounds, you can do that without a healer's kit. Uh, you just take a minus two penalty. Hmm. So you need to make a heal check. You would need to get a, uh, for the treat deadly wounds, uh, 20, and it takes one hour. No, no, no. Go. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, don't worry about it for now. Um, okay. I think what, uh, I have a potion on me as well because I bought one with their starting money. They expand the utility of medicine a great deal in second edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess if we want to finish looking over our friend here, maybe somebody else can figure out the house since Gwen doesn't know. Oh, yeah, I guess we'll take a second to look. Well, you know, I, I guess I'll healed. go back. Yeah, I'll go back to focusing on the magic to see if I can find what the magic item is that uh, this person had on them. We can't be too terribly far from the Senate for someone to have made their way down here, though. Yes, well, I imagine that we could put, be on the same floor or at least closer to the correct floor. Well, it's also possible that these other doors lead to other chambers similar to the one that we were in. It's possible. I mean, maybe. But you also said, um, I believe Gwen said... Well, and if you look, he doesn't have a scabbard, so obviously someone gave him this sword, right? Or he found it on someone else. Mm-hmm. So you have one of the badges. Oh, yeah, does he have a badge? Well, he had the signet ring, but... Yeah, but I, I don't know if he also has a senator badge. Um, he has a senator's badge. Oh, oh he's okay. a senator. Ugh, quite feasibly, then, perhaps some sort of contingency triggered for him as well. Hmm. So now that you're not uh, immediately threatened... Cornelius, you can determine that the uh, magic the badge that he's carrying is not actually magical. Uh, not all senators' uh, badges are actually magical. Uh, many of them are to allow them to communicate, but uh, those are usually just from the oldest families. However, you can tell that he does have his signet ring on him. Uh, again, there is a masterwork longsword. And uh, in addition to that, searching his body. Uh, first off, you can determine that the uh, ring with the sapphire on it is uh, radiating magic. Cool. Do a little spellcraft. Anyone else that uh, looks over the signet ring can attempt a uh, nobility check if they so wish. <laughs> nope. Not one for an eight. <laughs> uh, so for my spellcraft, I get a 17 for a 25. Nice. Uh, you can determine that this is a ring of protection plus one. Oh, dang. Also Wow. Nice. We will uh, respectfully take that off of him. I mean, yeah. you're in a desperate situation. I think everyone yeah, exactly. understands. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like, we'll, we'll, we'll slide that off with the, uh, you know, Knowing that uh, he'd want it, he'd want us to have that. Well, I doubt that, but um, we're taking it anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're taking it anyway. Once things clear up, maybe we can have somebody come down here and hopefully give him a proper burial. But unfortunately, for now, we're kind of in a crisis mode. So, yeah. So Jessica rolled a one on that knowledge nobility. Oh, yeah, I botched. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, I rolled a ten for a nineteen. I don't know if that's better. Yeah, I rolled a seven for a fourteen. So unfortunately. Uh, Felix Verity glancing this over 
no, you don't have any idea. Um, however, uh, Oliver and uh, Cornelius uh, recognize this is the house emblem of House Menshum. Hmm. House Menshum is a uh, a lesser house, as far as uh, all of you are concerned. Much in the same way that like the Casters are now a lesser house. From what you recall, you are going to guess that this is probably Lord uh, Devlin Menshum. He is a senator and a viscount. Mm. May you rest in peace. Perhaps you should wear this ring if it does what Cornelius says. Mm. Oh, it definitely does what I said. I guess, what is, what is your frontline's ACs? I have a 16. Out of curiosity. I have a 15. Gwen has a 15, but when she rages, it's a 14 because I lose one. Mm. Well, if I rage with you, it's a 15. So it's a 16. <laughs> most. I've got a 12, so protect me well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in your I'm in your hands. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so who's taking the ring of protection? I think it could really do well for any of us, to be honest. So uh, if it is pertinent, uh, Oliver has more hit points. Oh, Max yeah, that's points. true. I have a uh, 12 maximum hit points. So I took the toughness feet. Oh, okay, I was well, like, man, you have the same as me. It to Gwen. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gwen we'll give done. it to Gwen for now. Okay, very good. Alrighty. So the only other thing that you find is uh, he is carrying uh, a document in one of his pockets. Hmm. Oh, I guess we'll open the document. Uh, withdraw it and yeah. Taking the document out, uh, it is a simple. Uh, it is not sealed. It's simply tied close with a uh, a piece of fabric. Uh, open this if you so choose. Sure. I was say, we've learned Verity likes to open up documents. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Information is very important to have. Uh, strangely, this has nothing to do with the Senate. Uh, this document appears to be a uh, legal document detailing his recent adoption of Sir Guy Vassion. Hmm. All right. At least we know who to tell about his father's demise. Yeah, and return the signet ring, I assume. Uh, interestingly enough, this adoption, the uh, paperwork is actually dated yesterday. Oh, oh wow, that's fresh. I ah. would leave the signet ring on him because there's no guarantee we're gonna come. We're probably not gonna be the one helping to clear out the bodies, and if we take the ring, they won't know they who may, he yeah, is. Yeah, they may not be able to identify him. Yeah. All right. So, do we want to check doors or do? I mean, really, we should check doors. Probably would be wise just to make sure that. Uh, I guess if anyone's hiding. Plus, we don't know which way to go to actually get out of this section. True. Shall we start with this door that was across when we came in, just in case there happens to be a body in there? It probably should. Seems reasonable. If we check this first, we're less likely to need to go that way again later when this creature reconstitutes itself or whatever it does. God, I hope we're not down here for that many hours. I hope not either, but... So you turn, make your way down. I'm assuming that all of you are heading down and over to the door. Guess, yeah, I guess we mm -hmm. form yeah. up to go through this door. All right, Verity's going to push open the door. Verity, you take a hand off your blade, reach out, or a quarter of an inch from placing your hand on the <laughs> no. handle of this door before all of you hear a long, low creak. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. As the door on the far end of the chamber the door that Verity had been standing next to, <laughs> far off oh, towards your no. left, cracks open very slowly. I'll pick it up here next time. Oh, <laughs> oh, you oh, friend tense. or foe! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do we, is it time to, to combat uh, or time to be like, hey, what's up? 
Uh, in the meantime, of course, we do want to take the opportunity to thank our patrons. Thank you, of course, to everyone who supports the podcast, both uh, if you're supporting us through spreading word of mouth, which we always appreciate, or supporting us, because I don't mention this enough, by going on iTunes or any other uh, podcast service that you use and leaving us a review. It really oh, helps yeah. with the analytics. So if you can go on there, drop us a couple of reviews and everything. Uh, we recently broke a new milestone in our number of total uh, listeners, which was great. And oh. uh, as such, uh, if we can spread the word further. Uh, so if you're not able to uh, to donate to us uh, fiscally, as far as the uh, the podcast is concerned, you can still help support the podcast by, uh, by going on there and spreading the good word. Yeah, and that's about it. So, of course, uh, again, thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you to everyone that has been listening. And until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Good luck. Good luck out there. Watch your walls, uh, yeah. They're in the walls, man. They're in the walls. walls. (laughs) But we made it to level two without fighting anything. We made it. We did it, y'all. Looks like we made it. (laughs) (laughs) Now all all, all bets are off. Full combat mode, go. Full combat. Every 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 single wall of this place is going to be another one of these things. Oh no! Please no! I don't have the channels for that. Horrible. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Yeah, I'll channel to heal then. Okay. Oh, uh, nice. So you guys get uh, max Ooh. back, so six, six, six. Hey. Two. You get max back with uh, six, six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> six hit points each. <laughs> you could have said HP. That was easier. Please There's... keep all of that in of the of stuttering. Wow. That's, that's the end credits blooper reel. That'll be in the blooper reel. Oh, can't say I'm six dead, hit man. points. That just wasn't coming out today. Six hit points. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs>